Hey, welcome to the Red Earth Podcast. I'm your host Manoj, and on this show, we explore the stories of individuals who have taken the road less traveled. Our guests come from diverse backgrounds, including coaches to top athletes, influencers helping others find the truth, CEOs of tech firms, students working on bold projects, people working with NGOs, to doctors really educating people in a completely new way. We have had all kinds of people as guests on our show. But what they all have in common is a drive to make a difference and the courage to walk the unconventional path. Join me as we bring you stories of the rare and the remarkable on the Rare Earth podcast. And now, let's get the show started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Rare Earth podcast and in this episode I bring to you Nandini and Shobhik. And yes, <laughs> I have a couple this time. And I've known Nandini personally for a while now and it is great to have her and her husband Shobik on the show. Both of them come from the hospitality industry. So the obvious business they would start would be the hotel business for people, right? <laughs> oh well, they took an unexpected turn and decided to enter the pet food business with their brand Hungry Eyes. Who would have thought that two people from the hotel background would end up starting a business for dogs? but that's exactly what they did and they've been killing it ever since so we talk about their experience as entrepreneurs the challenges they face starting their business and of course their love for pets nandini shares her insights on the importance of respect and trust in pet ownership while shobhik shared his thoughts on the freedom that comes from being an entrepreneur they also share their experience with pet ownership and give some advice for the first time pet owners as always we had a fun rapid fire round where Nandini and Shobhik shared their favorite books, movies and music. So trust me, you don't want to miss on this particular episode. So grab a drink and enjoy this lovely episode with the one and only Nandini and Shobhik. Nandini and Shobhik, welcome to the show. I am so delighted to have you guys on the show. It's been it's been a conversation that I've been waiting to have after getting to know what you guys are up to. Really happy to have you. Hey, thank you for having us. Uh, thank you for having us. <laughs> <laughs> I know right now we are trying to manage with one mic and two speakers, so there will be a little bit shift of sounds, but that's going to be okay. Yeah. So just to give our listeners a little background, so I met you maybe maybe t- a decade ago, I think. Yeah. We, I think we first started interacting, Manoj and me, which is Nandini, <laughs> first started interacting probably way back in 2010. Right. I right. think 2010, yes, right? When, yeah. when I was with hotels and I just opened Leela, yeah. Leela Bangalore, which is currently no more. Yeah. However, yeah, I was at that point in time, I was in corporate sales and I was heading the sales team at Alila Goa. Yeah, that's I, when we met. Yes, I still remember the first time I met Nandini. She was, so I have worked with a lot of people from the hotel industry in terms of our business association. Yeah. But what she brought to the presentation or the interaction was so much enthusiasm, so much energy. And that really sold us actually in the beginning. She was, she was so juiced up about the property that she was speaking about and that was something which is not common and since then i've seen her uh, she's kept the same enthusiasm about life also really happy to have you thank you we'll kick start the the show knowing how did you guys meet <laughs> how did we meet? meet we were opening ista bangalore together ista hotels i'm not sure if you so ista used to be a part of ista used to be Hyatt. Currently, it is the Hyatt place in MG Road. So, Ista as a property is where the two of us met. For the, we were both the part of the pre-opening team in that hotel. 
and uh, yeah that's where we first met okay and uh, so what's the story like yeah sure because why don't you tell us how did this develop into the uh, current so, relationship that yeah, you guys so we are. met in 2006 and yeah we were colleagues and to be very honest we didn't get along right really <laughs> we didn't get along so well initially because i am quite rigid or i was quite rigid at that point of time when it came to operation mm-hmm. if something cannot be done something cannot be done i wasn't flexible or i didn't keep my mind open and and being a hotelier right and being in a new hotel you have to be open to things so i think that was the initial there was a bit of friction but slowly i adapted she adapted to the way i worked and she also helped me or helped me make myself a little more flexible <laughs> to be very honest i had a crush on her so this uh, was a confession nandini was waiting to no she knows <laughs> I was wondering when that will come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I had, I had a big crush on her. At that point of time, she was seeing somebody else. So I was, I wasn't deterred per se, but yeah, you really don't want to cross the line anyway. And then yeah, things fell in place for whatever reason. God help, <laughs> divine intervention. Okay. Now that he's mentioned about so many different things, we both basically got dumped royally, <laughs> and then we yeah. For whatever reason, <laughs> after that we got along. Okay, lovely. So you mentioned in Chobik in the beginning that you were very rigid about being a person in the operations. So has marriage changed you? Now why are you too flexible? No, I am actually I am still quite rigid. Okay. I may not come across as that kind of an individual, but as Nandini will vouch for it, I do it in a very stilty manner, <laughs> in a very silent manner. But yeah, I have changed tremendously. means when we are talking about 2006 yeah we are in 2023 it is more than a decade and a half right there have been a lot of changes but some of the things are still ingrained right I means and i won't say that i can't change but it will take a lot of work right but do i want to invest that kind of effort i don't <laughs> think so <laughs> b is I mean, life is comfortable everything yeah, yeah. is going good we connect at a lot of levels right not just because we are married yeah we connect things work out we have our healthy arguments but yeah <laughs> life carries on it is good i can no see complaints. nandini laughing here <laughs> all right so uh, the reason i'm having this conversation with you both is especially nandini i've known you f- uh, from a corporate angle yeah and uh, you seem like one of those people who were who was very determined to really climb the corporate ladder seem like at least yeah. at that time and you also show big you both come from a conventional corporate careers which means the path is structured that there's a direction that you could have chosen to yeah. pursue and it's and you both are really talented people it's not your personalities are such that you couldn't have really made it big in the corporate world and then i get to speak to you fairly recently and get to know that you're doing something which is completely in a new line yeah. which is hungry eyes and i want to understand what made you guys choose a completely unconventional path number one and uh, what is hungry eyes all about yeah so i think for me the reason why i actually wanted to branch out of hotels or only doing the same for me it was more important to manage a different industry work in a different industry manage a different business rather it was more to do with developing a business skill rather than climbing a corporate ladder alone mm. and it was also a lot more to do with learning new skills learning new industries learning to apply the existing experience somewhere else as well so i did dab i did experiment a lot 
ever since I left hotels. Experimented with consulting, experimented with media, yeah, experimented with raising funds for an NGO, which I actually thoroughly enjoyed. And after that also, I think somewhere, some of the freelance thing alone didn't really satisfy me because it wasn't my own, right? The control, <laughs> rather the control I had over a lot of things that were happening wasn't with me. And there was always a, a feeling of wanting to do something of my own because I have opened hotels for other people. I have set up businesses which are already existing and which may not have been doing all that well until I took in the role of a sales head at that particular property or that particular product or brand or whatever you want to call it. And I knew I have the capability to do it. Whether it be at one point of time it was process driven. Now it's also a lot more to do with being able to experiment with my own way and strategies or um, forget the word strategy but figure out how where, how and where and how to manage the situation that we are in today we may have gotten into it with a different thought process but what we are doing is slightly different from what we would have started off with also because at some point you have to start at some level you have to start and then take it forward and then make it a lot bigger so what is Hungry Eyes? We are a fresh food business catering to dogs. We deliver across Bangalore. We prepare and deliver dog meals, dog treats and bone broth for dogs. These are our three main categories. And our dog meals are balanced with 78% meat, 17% uh, vegetables and 5% grain. You also have the grainless option, which is actually at the same rate. And when it comes to dog treats, it's mostly single ingredient, gluten-free dog treats. Predominantly liver, gizzard, chicken feet. Those are the kind of, and between different proteins like chicken, beef, pork. And when it comes to bone broth, it's just simple good old bone broth, right? It's bones, water and apple cider vinegar. That's about it. Really. Yeah, so the question I want to ask is, both of you come from hotel background, right? What did you conventionally study? What did you finish? Your education was focused on hotel management? Yes. Okay, and same with you, Shobik, right? Yes. Okay, so when both of you had such a strong domain expertise in the hotel industry, why not food for the people? <laughs> why food for the dog? Why did you get passionate about the dog industry? Given the domain expertise in that line. To be very honest, I did toy with the idea of doing something in for humans right or hello beans and we did discuss yeah but what happens is uh, if we want to start from the scratch wherein we want to do something from our home the infrastructure is quite limited right the infrastructure is limited because you cannot just focus on four or five items and say that we specialize in there needs to be at least 10 and 10 to 20, hypothetically speaking. And to attain that scale, you need a, the proper infrastructure, the manpower and everything. We wanted to go as low cost as possible, but still do something with food. And to be very honest, I was never a dog person, mm. right? And thanks to <laughs> Nandini, I became a dog person. And then when we were toying with the idea of what to do, we saw a lot of people you know, becoming pet parents. There are a lot of brands which are opening up and getting into this food space right uh, some are in the retort technology space with a shelf life of one to two years some are in the fresh food space so we said that i won't say it is simple 
but it is much easier right it is much easier in terms of executing it less capital in intensive and we can add our own touch mm. right means when you look means whatever we have seen about other food about other dog brands which are dog brands in the sense fresh the food, food brands, brands. Yeah. if you look at their food and if you look at our food there is a good amount of difference in the sense we don't make it brothy ours is proper cooked food with the right amount of moisture right because where you take rice you take meat you take vegetable there will be moisture in it it cannot be completely dry so we are giving you value for money right we are not supplementing it with a lot of other things just to bulk it up right when we say it is 450 grams of food it is 450 grams of food and you can see each and every ingredient right and this didn't happen right from the word go means we have been tweaking and tweaking till now yeah how to make it how to make it not only palatable for the dogs but how to make it convenient for the pet parents to find it i won't disgusting is too strong a word to use but not feel uncomfortable handling our food mm. means we initially also thought that we should say that this is a food that which you can also have if you just season it and i still stand by it <laughs> because we are using human grade ingredients ingredients yeah it is proper means proper food there is no shortcut involved at all So I want to know the story of uh, Hungry Eyes like how did yeah. the name come into existence and uh, what's what's the story behind that That that's a story over a drink <laughs> <laughs> Let's have let's have something No, no actually uh, I think from we we decided to start a fresh dog food company or a uh, or a fresh dog food business predominantly because we obviously got beauty home Beauty is our second chance as well when it comes to dogs. Our first dog we did not really have the best of relationships with and for us that way beauty was our second chance and we still were struggling with what do we do or rather what do we start with which is something that we can start with without having to depend on anybody else's resources. And that's when we beauty happened we were cooking all sorts of food for him. even with our first dog we were actually cooking all sorts of food for him and i used to actually love experimenting with recipes for my previous dog and he was a glutton but yeah so basically for us we really enjoyed i really enjoyed cooking for dogs i loved going through recipes on youtube and trying out different stuff and when beauty when beauty happened to us we were literally doing all of those different recipes for him baked chicken and baked pumpkin and roasted this and and we could see the change happening in him as well not physically per se but i'm also talking about the opening up that was happening mm-hmm. to us and it wasn't only food but it was a lot of work that we also had put in terms of building that respect trust with the dog as well right along with food being one of the main ingredients and that's when we decided let's do something dog related food is something both of us are familiar with food is something both of us enjoy cooking for ourselves and for the dog and uh, something that we especially shobik has that expertise when it comes to handling operations part of it and that's when we decided hungry eyes that's when we decided fresh dog food and hungry eyes happened because quite honestly i, I think that is the first name that we thought of for the business and what else can you call <laughs> fresh dog food apart from hungry eyes the look on your dog's face when it looks at beautiful food when it can smell the food when it can see the food when it can touch and feel the food and bite into it it's a very different look when they are begging for food yeah okay 
and that's actually the reason why we named it hungry okay, eyes cool. and uh, also another thing is yeah obviously in the background it's like that eric carmen song hungry eyes <laughs> yeah so it's a kind of uh, like i, I, I sometimes me. when i ask people about how did the name come into existence for any brand or anything sometimes it's as you mentioned earlier we'll be having a conversation with friends we are yeah. drinking we're just chilling and an idea just pops in and we just say hey this is a nice name let's just launch it yeah. and it goes on to become a success and then we try to actually justify the name with a unique story like when i launched tererot it was one of those things where this is the original story if my yeah. listeners are listening today this is the original story the original story is when i was in my college years i had to create a email id and it was yahoo times so i had to, i was looking for different names and then i thought tererot it was a suggested name in the yeah. possible username so i chose rerot ya- at yahoo.com that was my id then i kept it for a long time then gmail came into existence i moved to a different id when i wanted to launch my podcast i thought tererot is a very unique name there is no yeah. such name and then i went on to say and it made sense because i was looking for people who were rare and they are on the planet earth so rare earth wow wow <laughs> okay so yeah. now when i tell people the story of earth is a brand where we talk about to people who are really rare people yeah. do not know what in their part of the earth yeah. and that is how it is it makes sense but yeah. we try to justify it or i'm trying to say so it's yeah. sometimes it's just like one of those names that we come up yeah. with right but hungry eyes is a cool name i think it, it definitely triggers the idea of you know you look at a dog who's yeah. really hungry right yeah. so yeah of course i get that i think the for the brand name the credit should go to nandini because we again did a lot of brainstorming with one of our friends what should be the name right when it comes to dog brands right there is the word paw okay yeah, yeah. most of them right it means it is relatable yeah, right yeah. nobody thinks in terms of the eyes right. but nandini was very adamant that we need to stick with hungry eyes which is good which is good and coming to think of it it's an apt name for what we are doing or the emotions that we want the dogs to emote <laughs> when they think about our food or when they smell our food or when they see our food cool so it's a perfect name and credit goes to nandini for doing it and sticking her ground great great now i want to ask when people try to bring a pet home generally be it a dog be it a cat be it a python whatever pet yeah. they intend yeah. to get yeah. it is the idea of having uh, another living being which really loves you unconditionally it's very fascinating it's like kids get really excited when they have a puppy yeah. or at a certain age people really get excited when they have a pet that they can come back to end of the day looks like so excited but it is a serious responsibility it's like almost like having a child at home that you need to really take care of how did you navigate those decisions of actually bringing a pet home and was that a easy decision or what is was that a impulsive decision to get a pet home okay, i think shobik said earlier right? i actually waited 10 long years before before we actually got our first dog home it so it wasn't definitely was an impulsive though i would have loved for that to happen but in a lot of ways i'm glad it didn't because you rightly said it, it's a lot of it's a responsibility and it's a responsibility which you can't take lightly and that relationship is equally built on respect is equally built on learning and trusting each other right mm-hmm. the pet needs to trust you you need to trust the pet as well if for example i had gotten a dog probably 10 years ago maybe things would have been different or probably what happened with our first dog was something that actually taught quite a bit about respect about trust about leadership all of those kind of things as well and 
I think that was a good grounding base for us when it came to our second chance with beauty as well, mm-hmm. right? Though he really didn't need half of the stuff that we learned because he was one of he's an extraordinarily gentle dog. He's an extraordinary dog, he's an extraordinarily gentle dog. Right? But he has his ways around for sure. He may be gentle and all of coy and all of that, but yeah, obviously he does know how to manipulate. <laughs> yeah. So for us getting a dog was definitely both of us had to be on board for sure. And that's the reason why I also waited for Shobik to be okay with getting a dog home. And one of the reasons why I was very kicked about having a dog was I, my sister had a dog and uh, that's where my uh, rela- intimate relationship with dog started because yeah, I used to bathe him, I used to also feed him and he used to stay with us when they were away. So we were literally his aunt and uncle kind <laughs> of a scene because he was literally staying at home kind of, uh, every time they were traveling and stuff like that. So we always knew we wanted a dog. Just that we had to be ready for the dog to be in this home 24 by 7, right. 65 days a year. Yeah. yeah, for that you need to be more decisive. Yeah, I think a lot of lives, the structure of your way of living yeah. drastically alters, right? Yeah. With new member coming in. Yeah. So you have your travel plans or your social gatherings, yeah. all that gets aligned based on the preference of the pet yeah. in, in that sense. Would you agree with that? To a certain extent, yes. Yeah. And which is where I think it's it's important to build a support network or it's important to have certain people, your support system built in even preferably before you get a dog, if not at least as soon as you get a dog or right. get a pet rather. For example, the kennels are available. I think Bangalore that way has come a long way from where we were uh, 10 years ago when it's become a lot more pet friendly. There are a lot more options for you when it comes to kennels. There's a lot more options when it comes to veterinary doctors, when it comes to food, when it comes to parks, when it comes to people being a little more acceptable in apartments yeah, yeah. to have a dog around. Yeah, I think all of those things have changed, which makes it a lot more easier for you to have a dog today. And yes, your lifestyle does change, but at the same time, you do have to get the dog to adapt to your lifestyle as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> under my roof <laughs> I want to ask how was your initial days when you started off with this business what were the challenges that you did not anticipate what did you guys encounter was it a smooth start or was it a difficult one sometimes the idea is really good and when you start launching it you suddenly discover interesting things which you never anticipated yeah, yeah. so would you like to share some of those initial journey days yeah So when we initially started planning, we were thinking bigger, but a lot of well-wishers and good friends said start from home, but we still didn't want to do... When you said you thought bigger, what was your idea of being big? I think we were toying with the idea of do we actually take a place, invest in machinery or equipment or whatever it is, not machinery, but equipment, proper kitchen utensils, industrial style kind of stuff. But, uh, and at the same time, I think one of the main, re- one of the things that we wanted to do differently for Hungry Eyes since start was to make fresh dog food more accessible and mm. less complicated. So what is the current challenge in that space that you think you are offering a solution? Like, wh- why did so you think there was a need to, like another, that, right? yeah, food company of, the, of yeah. our dogs? So if you, if I'll talk about us rather than what is already existing, right? right? So we don't take two days to deliver fresh dog food. We deliver on the same day. Okay. You order by 3 o'clock, we'll deliver between 5 p.m. and 9 p.m. Okay, hold on. So prior to that, when how were you guys feeding your dog then? You used to order from outside and it used to take two days? No. 
no, used no, to so make our own <laughs> food. Make your own. You never <laughs> depended on ordering anyways then. No. So no, we didn't. I don't even think no. we had. No. So, was that a problem that you originally no, but, noticed? No, but sometimes, you know, what happens is you don't want to be in the kitchen, right? Forget about cooking for your pet. You don't want to cook for yourself. Right. But as as she mentioned, as you mentioned, that when you get another bean into your house, it is a responsibility. Mm. Another member, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. To be, we may not be uh, committed to ourselves, to mm. our well-being, but we are committed to a dog's well-being. And... Mm. We felt that, and there were instances where we weren't willing to cook, let's say, for beauty, but we somehow did it. Mm. But there was no other alternative. Beyond yeah. your thing. So yeah. then you're thinking that we are just one of the couples mm. who don't. Some one of the days we don't feel like cooking, or two of two of the days in a week we don't feel like cooking. We can order from somewhere. At that point of time, we didn't research so much and figure out there are brands available doing it. So we thought if we are just one couple, there will be multiples of couples like us mm. or families like us who don't want to cook at a certain point of time. Yeah. And they would love to have the comfort and the convenience and the trust that there are people who not brands there are people who are doing this yeah. and who do the same day, same day delivery yeah. the, and you can order different kinds of meats so we felt that yeah it's it's a gap there are a lot of others who have who identified it why not us okay. and let's give our spin to it and that's where the same day delivery that nandini was mentioning order by 3 and you get it the same day Wonderful. and it actually happened twice with us wherein our cut off time is 3 right lady called up at around half past three and said that I know it is beyond the cutoff time but can you send right. it across and can you send it by seven because dogs need to be fed at a particular mm. point of time the window is not huge maybe yeah. a half an hour window I said okay we will do it so you do have those kind of instances right maybe we are not catering to all of those instances mm -hmm. we are catering to a few so a certain segment okay yeah. Uh, yeah coming back to the original question of what were those initial challenges that you encountered Initial challenge, quite honestly, was neither of us come with a background of marketing and... You do, some extent we you do, do we have... Do, yeah, yeah, exactly. Managing a business, yes. Okay. Now, B2C, this is a first for me. But otherwise, I've always been in the B2B space. So, for me, that, that way, there was th this has been a huge learning curve. I learned a lot more about social media, learned a lot more about Google, digital, things that I've hardly ever used. And getting the first few customers in was... What do you call that? A climb uphill, no? What do you say that? It's it was quite a task. task right? Okay, yeah. okay. It is, uh, you know, it, it is still a task. As uh, you know, as everybody is aware, there are a lot of brands. Right. Now, how do you make somebody, you know, approach you and understand what you offer and why you should go with us, right? It's a difficult task. Right. Without really having a physical space. So it's still an uphill task, but we are slowly and slowly getting there. We are not in a mad rush, to be very honest, because we want people to buy into our products, buy into our service style and have the faith that they will deliver, right? So yeah, we are inching slowly and slowly, maybe at a snail space, but we will get there. In this age, there is an expectation, 10x customers, this has been the growth. Ours has been a slow, steady Gradual, yeah. growth. It is growing every month and we are happy with it. Even if we are able to add two new customers in a month, right? It's a very good thing for us, right? We are not in a rush. 
we want to get somebody new we want to build that trust in that person and carry on the journey with him or her yeah i, I would love love to learn your experience of that first customer you got uh, <laughs> I, i'd like to learn how was that feeling and what was that the first customer that, came in that that was that was actually quite a fun story a funny story whichever way you want to look at it so was that a phone call or was it a email it was a whatsapp message which we did not see for two full hours <laughs> because uh, yeah the you were not like, expecting like it yeah exactly like we said absolutely we opened oh yeah oh yeah we were, we were launching and all of that jazz but, and then finally no phone calls no email no messages <laughs> only thing is all we could hear is the ting your website has a new visitor your website has a other else your order <laughs> so in the morning when we heard that ting we kind the of uh, yeah. assumed that it was one of those yeah website has a new visitor yeah. <laughs> but after 2 hours when we actually looked as when we realized it was an order and we like oh my god both i think both of us were excited we were very happy uh, we were actually extremely happy he got into an purana chef cap a apron full <laughs> professional conversation called her up called up our customer and said thank you for ordering da, da, da. and actually met the time limit as well which we spoke about yeah yeah and to be very honest we still get very excited when we get an order absolutely yeah it is not that since we have regular customers even getting an order from a regular customer is absolutely. a high yeah so we still get excited <laughs> an order has come let's no, get into it no i think i i completely understand i think the joy of you know having a customer in the first place is interesting and also repeat customer is fantastic but yeah. when you don't the the first person who trusts you and gives you the money yeah Okay that is the life that is like a beginning right yeah. like it's like a well, like when I started my podcast the first guest who agreed to say yes to me yeah and he had taken that step in faith that I would do a good job yeah so uh, that I can never forget so I I was very curious about your first customer experience uh, th- right that so. was our first customer experience and uh, luckily for us that customer until the time they had to leave bangalore they were still ordering from us and now we have to write the recipe for a couple of our treats because oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you do you remember any any funny or any embarrassing stories uh, uh working with hungry eyes <laughs> funny or or uh, any instance where the 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 dog ate the food but you never got paid or or <laughs> we got the order we prepared the order luckily then we decided we did not get paid so we decided let's not dispatch the oh, order oh okay <laughs> yeah so it was a lesson learned especially with a new customer we need to build trust in them they need to build trust in us it's a two way street so after that it was a lesson learned i won't say we are very rigid but we tend to be specific that yeah you would be it, careful about it yeah right. careful about it and it's a transaction let's keep it as a transaction and let's not let's not get into follow ups and all that stuff yeah cool otherwise there is no funny or embarrassing means between the two of us I've seen funnier <laughs> stories like <laughs> yeah so yeah nothing so uh have you had days when uh, you have this you know question to yourself that did you make the right decision by doing something which was unconventional like you know you have your colleagues uh, or ex friends who are doing something in corporate careers and there are days when you are not having an order things are not happening how you wished it to be uh, do you do you have a moment of uh, doubt and do you have that moment of 
Like, did we do the right thing by starting this business? And how do you deal with that when you have those? No, there are certain days, uh, for me, I, I, I'll talk about myself first then. I don't think I've ever, um, I've never had an issue with anything else, if, even, even with any of the decisions I've taken when it comes to my career, right? I don't think I've ever followed a very conventional career path either because my first hotel itself was the park which was a boutique hotel and at that point boutique actually meant boutique and not budget mm. so <laughs> <laughs> right I, I, it was a very different vibe altogether and the energy was very different so i didn't do the typical indian hospitality kind of a route from start and i guess that's where my flexibility came in and that's where the difference in opinion used to initially happen with shobik when it came to work my funda is just have fun while working learn have fun and give respect get respect have a nice positive environment while working but when it came to hungry eyes i still don't have doubts about why we started it but yes of course we've had i've definitely had days where it's been bad crash down mostly because it sometimes gets quite overwhelming in terms of where are you what are you doing how are you going to get here quite overwhelming and quite uh, you, it obviously makes you anxious is how do we deal with it is uh, probably decide to put up our feet and <laughs> take a break for that particular day <laughs> or other I, I yeah there is a i when i talk to shobik he take a break <laughs> <laughs> yeah coming back to you the question i wanted to ask you said you you've been unconditional like from an early stage in your life so what do you mean by that like when you were raised as a child has your parent parents point of view of raising you was like such that he let, they let you be very open minded experiment with things what would you attribute that attitude of or that philosophy of your life from the childhood perspective as well right yeah i think there was definitely a lot of uh, i wouldn't say freedom given but the fact that yes this is what is available was always made aware it was to a huge extent my decision to make that freedom useful for myself and i think could, could you could explain that what do you mean by that for example if it when it came to what i wanted to learn what i wanted to study where i wanted to study hmm. even at, even if it was in the 6th standard right for me i wanted to join a hostel they said fair enough it was some anyway they had to change my syllabus because icse was way too tough for this <laughs> dumb girl so i had to shift as well and i wanted to join a hostel my parents supported my decision for that as well and the first 3 months were obviously turmoil in a hostel at that at an age of 11 but i was very clearly told we've paid one year fee you will wait for a year but luckily for me that one year and that first 3 months and after that kind of turned around for me completely to an extent where i actually enjoyed hostel and never left it for the next 7 years it was my decision that i wanted to do hotel management it's not every parent's dream that their <laughs> child should be doing hotel management and study outside of kerala because at the end of the day i was born and brought up in kerala itself right and, and nobody really dreams of sending their children to the hotel to work and that too in the 90s and the early 2000 where it's like my grandfather would have literally told me why do you want to send her to bangalore to learn how to cook and clean <laughs> right but for me it was i don't know for whatever reason i always wanted to get into hotels and whether or not it was something my parents supported it was something that i would still pursue and uh, luckily for me whatever i've pursued has worked 
and i think somewhere they've also learned to trust didn't really have much of a choice <laughs> but to trust and go with the flow yeah so no, that's it, interesting that's really interesting do you think the idea of you spending time independently or away from home like in a hostel really shaped you for being more of a independent thinker compared to if you were raised in the house i think to a huge extent yes but also even as a child i don't think so you had I'm that dna in you from the beginning yeah. in that sense i was the fourth one among four girls i was the last i was the youngest child youngest daughter and uh, a lot of people have this notion that oh four daughters means oh you must have gotten pampered i got bullied i had to fight for myself really okay yeah i got bullied not only by my sisters but by my cousins as well who because i was among the younger ones in the cousins as well yeah. to be in kerala at that point in time i think it was yeah part of my dna as well to just mm-hmm. yeah be myself the reason i asked that question is sometimes your parents holding a very strong control towards their kids when they reach a certain age even though kids wants to really step out and really maybe live in a hostel or live, live away from the house and there is a huge resistance that we see especially in our society yeah. so you think it will be fairly a good idea to encourage those parents to try that or let the child step out and live oh absolutely absolutely no right. in fact uh, my the only thing my mom said after i finished my 10th was at least these 2 years if you can stay at home and study because i know after this you are going to get out of kerala <laughs> so i it wasn't something i had to really fight for i'm also assuming that's also because i've always been decisive about certain things in my life certain decisions in my life and i think my parents understood it early on in age that mm. let her do it okay. which is why i said it's it, freedom is made aware but whether you take it or use it <laughs> is something completely no interesting yeah, yeah. i want to ask you guys in this process like now you guys had your share of corporate experiences now you entrepreneurs doing your own business what advice stood out through and through it could be anything that it could be about life it could be about relationship it could be about health is there any advice that somebody gave or you read somewhere which stood out in your psyche I think what I would have read heard multiple times I'm sure a lot of listeners also would have heard this multiple times never undervalue yourself never undervalue yourself lose inhibitions for sure and build confidence that you can do it and don't work in a place where you're valued was that a realization or was that something that you knew it was something i knew but i don't think it was something i nurtured from the beginning it could have been something I, and i do think the younger generation does that a lot better than what we would have done but i do wish i would have started it started off with that a little earlier in my career mm. or in my life for that matter yeah. okay what is something an outsider wouldn't know about mm. your line of business line of business yeah okay. so like typically when you look at any business there is this insider information and there is this conventional view of a business so if you look at fitness you look at all the fitness models or people in the fitness industry you think all of them are uh, having six pack abs yeah but when you actually have a conversation with the coach you actually know that is just a period of time when they are able to meet in the six pack abs mm-hmm. then it just goes or they have to really work crazy with their diet and their exercise to maintain that what is something like that you discovered after being part of the side or entrepreneur side which outsiders will never get to know there's a lot of working with hands <laughs> <laughs> and you can do it even if you're 40 plus <laughs> 
just get that out of your mind <laughs> you're talking about hard you're physical talk, we're, labor we're talking about hungry eyes specifically <laughs> no but in general also is there anything that you learned about entrepreneurship after venturing in which an outsider will never get to know not exactly right means nowadays the stories are out there ours will be the same there is nothing new to add you go through your own struggles whether they are mental or physical or financial and you just keep your head down and just keep on working mm-hmm. right also is people discuss or mention a lot that there needs to be a hard stop where you decide that it is not going anywhere we also keep on talking about it should there be a hard stop but we are having fun there are days where as she mentioned we do get overwhelmed but yeah the crux is that we are having fun we are enjoying we are having a good time we doing your own thing gives you that freedom right to do things your own way you're reporting to yourself you are setting your own standards and following them to the t and if you're not following you're not following <laughs> and if something goes wrong you know that you are going to get the backlash but yeah there is a lot of freedom there is a lot of freedom in terms of there is see there is that emotion of fear if it doesn't work all those emotions are there but there is how do i explain this freedom of doing your own stuff mm. right without being held accountable to somebody else you are accountable and responsible to your own self mm. and that makes a huge amount of difference and as i said you go through the same emotions you are you have you are afraid you are anxious tired <laughs> so all the emotions are there but there is a certain amount of light heartedness so that surpasses every other yeah, every other every other thing interesting so yeah it's fun actually <laughs> and and another thing is when we initially started when we initially started this business when we initially started hungry eyes it was always at the back of our mind that how do we make it scalable scalability mm-hmm. right but if you don't make it happen now how are you going to ever make it scalable right mm-hmm. so you've got to start somewhere you've the got first to start the prototype has to be working right yeah, so yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. yeah. as you were talking about what advice or what i think the nike's tagline is the best just do it means it may seem very cliched very hackneyed it's all bs but actually just doing it makes a lot of difference right i do get anxious about i have to do this i have to do this and in your anxiety you are not able to take the first step right but if you just take the first step just do it then things fall into place right your head starts working mm. things start clicking yeah i think that's the biggest advice just do it also for the two of us couple of the challenges we would have had initially would have actually been to a huge extent ourselves mm. because we are both perfectionists we are both obsessive we wanted things to be done in a certain way because that's the mindset that we came from right that there are hundreds of people working in a team so this needs to be in place only then shall we start it came to a point where we were like you know what let's just start mm. let us just start and then we'll figure out the rest by that we are not saying we were completely unprepared we prepared as much as possible but there were certain things we knew we wouldn't be able to prepare until we start mm. and we just started we just opened and it yeah opened up the website 
said we are open for sale and it was not like we had thousands of eyeballs <laughs> already falling on us so yeah it, it, and then we realized yeah we didn't really have to wait that long right, because right. you are not known you can make mistakes at this point in time and you're not it's not going to blow out of proportion and go viral <laughs> i wish it did because any publicity is good publicity sometimes right, right? like even when we decided on the name hungry eyes somewhere there was this conversation which happened where you know hungry eyes seem a little perverted as well <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah there's a porn yeah. element to right. it so we actually google that also to see if there's any porn that pops up right, while right. we do hungry eyes google search uh, maybe one that's about <laughs> it but we were like you know what the heck <laughs> any pub- yeah exactly <laughs> uh, yeah let's not get the dogs into that conversation <laughs> not in that context we'll have a pet yeah. dog that's yeah. what like so, absolutely so i think Sorry. no i get that uh, that's a very good point you guys mentioned about a lot of us are paralyzed by an- analyzing mm. unless we get everything in order we will not go live or we will not launch and a, a lot of us probably are spending years together f- for getting that perfect time to launch or get the perfect marketing idea or perfect startup idea and at the same time there are people who are going live and they're improvising with real work putting out there getting feedback from customers i think it's a great point because i think people need to you know just get started first and then improvise over a period of time yeah. right yeah i think it also tends to come from the age we are living in at one point of time you were constantly hearing about unicorns right forget about the real value of the business this company has entered the unicorn this yeah. company has entered the unicorn they found the product market fit and i think more than anal- analyzing things it is it paralyzes you because you think these are the expectations that the world has if you are starting something on your own whereas you need to meet your own expectations and move on in life mm. it is as simple as that i still haven't figured out how business happens nowadays because it is all about valuation but what is the real value i'm still trying to figure it out right what's the fair value as warren buffet and charlie munger keep on talking about so i think more than analysis paralyzing people it is the expectations that you set for yourself when you look at people doing mm-hmm. things then you keep on raising your expectations and then at a certain juncture if you are not able to meet those expectations that you have set for yourself then you feel disenchanted mm-hmm. you feel disheartened i think just go ahead also if you relate to an advice heed it but at the end of the day you know the situation you are in your physical capabilities your mental strength how deep your pocket is do what you are comfortable with if you are a risk taker you like to take leverage and you are not worried about taking leverage and going big go and do it but always be ready to if there if things go south <laughs> you have to be ready you have to be ready to face the repercussions yeah. there is no es- escaping it but yeah just do it and i won't say have fun do it properly try to make something out of it over here i would like to add means you use the word entrepreneur right and i am i fear i should i be saying this or not we like to call ourselves as business owners because we are here to offer a product or a service which we see there is a demand for and we want to make money out of it mm, clear about that uh, clear we means you can call us founders you can call us entrepreneurs but at the heart of things we are business owners mm. we are here to make money we are here to make money not only to sustain ourselves but to thrive at a certain point of time but Absolutely. doing by building trust right 
that's how it is wonderful uh, i'm going to shift gears now and uh, <laughs> we will we will ask questions specific to dogs so i want to ask typically when we get a new pet or a new dog there are some things we should do and there are some things we shouldn't do okay and i was reading your blog and there was a a book that you had quoted right i think you had um, michael welton michael welton yeah 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 it's a book called respect training yeah okay and you wrote a good piece around uh, it's not about compliance that we should focus on yeah. right could you expand a little more on that so dog training that, that i think that article was a lot to do with dog training and a lot of us actually end up focusing on including myself used to end up focusing a lot more on ob- obedience training mm. listening to commands doing those tricks making it a quick sit get up do this do that da 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 a demonstration kind of, stuff, of how it right? follows yeah. yeah but that book is mostly about how do you want your dog to live in your home mm. right what are the rules you want the dog to follow you are setting the expectations right with the dog from start right and it's about having another being living in your home following the rules of your home and obviously love will follow right yeah. but if it is not built on trust and respect there will only be love and there may not be the rest of it and yeah so it it was more to do with it's a dog mm. it's a dog it's a pet make your rules clear to it mm. and yeah so one of the things that you mentioned there was like sometimes giving it too much freedom may not be beneficial yeah maybe you need to probably define the boundaries yeah okay. so what are some of those things that you guys have learned having these pets over a period of time what are the must and what can be done what shouldn't be done like something is there a pattern to it or it is from pet to pet it varies it actually varies from pet to pet okay for example even that book is actually a guideline i now see it as a guideline rather than uh, sacrosanct mm. it's a bible for all pet owners not really but i do see it as a guideline and as a basic format of what you could do with your dog when you get them initially especially if you're a first time pet parent and especially if it's a puppy that you're adopting or if you're getting home a puppy it can be quite overwhelming with the sort of energy levels they have so it's just a good guideline as to how to manage their energy how to also say no to your pet build those boundaries make it clear to them saying no to them correcting them when it is actually essential to correct them you can't really let them lose completely right? you can if it's a dog that actually is gentle and is not a troublemaker you can but before you get to know before you get to know whether the dog is a troublemaker or not it's go- it's a good guideline to follow and understand your dog slowly it'll take a few days it'll take a few months sometimes mm. for example beauty took close to a year to completely open up mm. it took him a few months to open up to us and beauty was a 4 year old dog he wasn't a puppy it's another experience altogether when you're adopting an adult dog because a lot of people want to see from a puppyhood right, right. including me actually i always thought i wanted a puppy but for us the moment we met beauty we were supposed to have gone and met a few other puppies as well but for us the moment we met beauty it was more like love at first sight <laughs> i think he gave us a very good feeling it was very positive for him and for us and the next day we just called up sanjana who was actually arranging our adoption and everything and told her you know what we don't want to meet any more puppies we don't uh, not any more he was actually the only dog we ended up meeting we don't want to meet any puppy we just want beauty right so yeah it sometimes it clicks 
and just because beauty was a 4 year old didn't mean that he opened up to us and he was already social and all of that stuff obviously it, not it yeah, did yeah. take work from both side he probably socialized us <laughs> to society <laughs> as much as we got him used to a concrete jungle right right right, right. Yeah. and and uh, one of the questions with with respect to investing in a trainer yeah do you think it's a good idea for uh, somebody who you know gets a you know pub or or a dog home is it a good idea to invest in a trainer who conventionally trains on certain disciplinary aspects uh, do you think it's a good idea or it's something that every family has to figure it out on their own yeah. with trial and error what what would you suggest because i've had mixed feedbacks from i know families where they have not invested in a trainer at all yeah and the dog seems okay yeah and but they have had families who have got a dog and the dog's energy is so high they they really didn't know how to handle yeah. and then when they brought in a trainer it really helped them navigate those initial phases and yeah. now things are kind of organized so should that be a standard approach to raising a dog for new pet parents i think or for the first time pet parents i think again it depends where you're getting your dog from mm. right if you're adopting a dog from a foster home or from a shelter most of the time they already know the background of the dog right or the personality and the energy levels of the dog and they tend to see whether if it's a good match for example for us when we did work with second chance second chance cupa and second chance sanctuary they were able to tell us what sort of energy levels the dog has we were able to analyze whether it's something that we will be able to handle or not whereas when you end up buying a dog it's not always that you will get to know the puppy unless it's a breeder who actually allows you to spend some time visit the puppy a mul- multiple times before you actually finalize on one and tell you the background of both the parents and stuff having said all of these things the moment you see a certain amount of aggression please go to a behaviorist <laughs> do not try and do it on your own i made that mistake mm. i made that mistake of thinking that i might be able to handle a certain level of aggression it did not help but i tried managing a lot of it on my own unfortunately it was our first dog as well so that required a bit more of experience and which a behaviorist or a trainer will be able to help and preferably see if you can get somebody whose wavelength matches to you all right the trainer <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah sure just to add as you rightly said again it depends on the individual what makes you comfortable if you are willing to invest put in the effort invest the time and make a dog understand the house rules or the, how, how he or she needs to behave then good and the dog responds to it well and good but if you don't again have the time and you want a properly trained dog and you will be able to devote let's say two days in a week then please go ahead and do it till the time you and dog are having a good time in the house with each other just go ahead and do it if you need to get a behaviorist If yeah. you need to get a trainer get it if you feel that things are going well then do it on your own no hard and fast rule to be very honest right. it is up to you yeah yeah so no hard and fast rule that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> all right so we'll now move to the last segment of my show which is the rapid fire round <laughs> <laughs> i was actually just going to 
So the first question. So what we'll do is we'll take turns rather than one and one. I'll pro- probably start with Shobhit yeah. and let him he let him answer the first set and then you can also answer the same questions in the next round. Yeah. Okay. Oh God. So you get the advantage <laughs> of hearing the questions. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's not at all helpful. <laughs> okay. So if you could have a celebrity spokesperson for Hungry Eyes, whom would you choose and why? Can't think of any anyone. Can't think of anyone. मतलब अगर मौका मिलेगा तो यू विल स्टिल नॉट आस्क एनीबॉडी टू एंडोर्स योर ब्रांड यू विल से ओके नहीं आई विल डू इट माय सेल्फ ओके नो बट स्टिल जस्ट फॉर फन इफ यू हैड टू चूज समबडी हुम वुड यू चूज रियली कांट थिंक ऑफ एनी ओके ओके आर यू इनटू बुक्स डू यू रीड बुक्स ओ आई लव ओके सो इफ यू वर टू रेकमेंड थ्री बुक्स टू समबडी बेस्ड ऑन योर रीडिंग एंड व्हाट यू फाउंड इंटरेस्टिंग व्हाट आर दोस थ्री बुक्स at one point of time when i'm still inclined towards it stoicism okay. so yeah letters from a stoic by seneca there is a book by epic and yeah marcus aurelius right meditations yes quite interesting stuff at least for marcus aurelius read the translated version yeah. where it is not like a poetry or you are not able to understand so this three books i can and there is one more again another philosopher a big time practitioner of stoicism he was a french guy somewhere in the 16th century Michel de Montaigne can't recall the name of the book it's like a tome okay. uh, it's like a 900 page book but very interesting only if you like philosophy and it's basically the stuff that the new age gurus are telling this was like the greeks told it has just been re- remixed <laughs> repackaged made palatable but you will get whatever you want right from those books and very relatable in this day and age and then yeah there was a book called bs about work working in a corporate environment amazing interesting funny book right what is it called bs 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 okay i'll try to give you the name of the author but okay, i can't recall okay. i read, read it a long time back okay very interesting then yeah there there is this book by an economist john k who wrote about the 2008 financial meltdown very interesting then i'm forgetting the name of this gentleman who has the tutor handle Shikshit Berozgar Vivek something okay he has written three books they are in a series easy money about the history of money and finance again an easy read fun read read not bad i got some good recommendations we'll definitely check them out okay are there any documentaries or movies or videos that you have thoroughly enjoyed and uh, the one the one documentary that i have enjoyed in recent times is called 14 peaks in on netflix about a, about a gorkha who scaled 14 of the highest peaks in the world in a very short duration of time oh okay this is this a netflix netflix, netflix. okay very okay. interesting very okay. interesting means this was a remade or it is a actual footage of the a- actual footage okay and it shows the the gumption of the person the perseverance nice so you feel very pumped up you can go go ahead and achieve it and do all the shit that you wanted to right yeah one of those documentaries i recall quite vividly Okay are you guys into music what kind of music do you listen to is there any specific oh, genre I have been dying to use this word eclectic 
<laughs> I have got a very eclectic choice of music. Please educate. What does that word mean? Now? Eclectic, varied. It's okay. a wide variety. Even there is no specific genre. But I am big time into progressive house. Okay. I am into commercial house. Nowadays, I am in big time into hip hop. Okay. Hip hop that really pumps you up, right? Like that lose yourself and a few other tracks. Uh, then at a certain point of time, or sometimes I listen to trance. Then I love listening to Hindi rap. Malayalam rap. I love Malayalam songs. Malayalam uh, rap is something which I discovered very recently, and it's like dope. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. The, the talent is incredible. What yeah. I've discovered. Yeah. Yeah. Then I like songs from movies also. Premam, right? The wow. song is damn good. Nandini is having a very proud moment now. <laughs> you know. <laughs> even the tracks from Kumbalangi Nights, man. I just got bowled over wow. by the tracks. Means. and the the way it was videographed super super so yeah it keeps on means if i want to feel pumped up then i listen to hip hop if i want to listen to something soothing i don't know whether you have heard the name of this pianist called ludovico inodi no oh you should listen to him one of his tracks means she never used to listen nandini never used to listen to piano but yeah his tracks are damn good Then I am a big fan of Hans Zimmer, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I am all over the place, <laughs> to be very honest. Oh, that that's amazing, man. I think music is something. Sometimes I find it's like a neat hack to really change your state instantly. So, true, true. what's a fun fact about you that very few people know about? I'm not at all funny, man. No, but then yeah, or there is there is no fun fact about <laughs> me. Honestly, there is uh, there are a lot of facts, but no fun. <laughs> No, no, the jokes apart, I don't know over here. Maybe I think I should ask question for each yeah. other. Check on that. Okay, hold on. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I want your answer later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sir. We had a choice of who's going to answer these questions. I'm not. Okay, what life lesson have you had to learn the hardest, like in a very hard way, maybe like. Like for example, I'll give you uh, when I started my corporate career. So I I joined Accenture, and uh, after just maybe four to five months, we got credit cards. Okay, and imagine that you know you're starting with a very low salary, and you got a credit card which actually has you know two x the amount of your salary. Suddenly, I felt a sense of you know I could just buy anything. I could just go eat anywhere, and. Uh, that really resulted in you know adding many more credit cards to the lineup and then i spent left right and center my cards and then i learned what is a credit score and what is civil and i i learned the hard way it was one of those life lessons which you know early on i i learned but it helped me to be more financially disciplined later so is there any life lesson that you learned that way you know it could be anything it could be health it could be relationships it could uh, be the biggest life lesson and especially when it comes to and it is in relation to work right one thing you need to understand or anybody needs to understand you have to manage your own shit mm. nobody will come and handle it for you if you deserve the credit you cry out loud and get the credit forget team effort and all that it is you nothing else nobody else matters interesting if you are ambitious you have to push yourself you have to make sure more than pushing yourself and getting the work done you have to make sure that people are noticing you that you are getting the work done mm. that's the i think biggest life lesson i always believed in hard work i am still hard working that hasn't changed but 
I never really learned the lesson that hard work is not enough. You have to make sure that people are seeing that you are working hard. <laughs> because if they don't realize that you are working hard, you are not going to get the rewards. So this is in the context of corporate world, or it is in the context of the corporate world because most of us, majority mm. of us, are working. Yeah. Even if you are starting your own business and you are getting funding, you have to make sure that you are visible. Show the, you show the investors that you are working. It's plain and simple. What is the phone app you use the most? Kindle. Kindle. Okay, so you read a lot of like your books are all e-versions, not e-versions. I don't read any okay. uh, hard paperbacks okay. or the hardbacks yeah. anymore. Okay, okay. You, yeah, obviously it goes in line with your yeah, stoic yeah. philosophy. So if you look at it, if I spend nine <laughs> hours, if I spend nine hours on the mobile, six hours or seven hours will be Kindle. Interesting, interesting. Okay, at what job would you be terrible? At what job? Strategizing. I still haven't figured out what strategizing is. <laughs> I am a doer. I am a doer. Okay. I am not a visualizer. I am not a thinker. I just get into it. Yeah, the execution guy. You get shit done. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying to say it. What qualities do you admire the most in your parents? I think the biggest thing is they have given me the freedom. Right. I think yeah. they have given me the freedom to do the stuff i want mm. right if you look at my father side of the family everybody's either a teacher or a doctor or an engineer right there is nothing else my grandfather was a gold medalist at his point of time in in his medical college right so i think the biggest thing that they have done for me is they have given me the freedom to be right they may not appreciate the decisions <laughs> i have taken i still take but no hard feelings or there is no they don't they don't hold oh, it amazing. against me yeah. yeah what was your greatest waste of time what was my greatest waste of time like after looking back you said i really wasted my time there it's like a, obviously it's something after the fact that you would notice mm, to be honest No, all the experiences I have had taught me something. So I won't say it is. It was a waste of time at point. At that point of time, I would have felt it was a waste of time. But again, then you realize it, it is good that you went through that. Whether it was to your liking or not is another thing because it is in the past. But. Yeah, each and every experience matters. I know again, it is a very cliched thing. To no, say. I get it. I think yeah. I can also appreciate the fact that there is so much. balance in your way of thinking because you are very stoic in in, in your thinking also because of that only thinking <laughs> <laughs> so you are like okay with these extremes or like you do not see that as a setback you just see that as a something that you learned from and you can yeah been see there there is a lot of angst you tend to feel vindictive about certain things yeah. about certain individuals but you feel vindictive <laughs> but you carry on you cannot do right that's what can you do about, right yeah, it's, it's, it's an emotion which comes and uh, goes it comes and goes and it will keep on coming and right. going i am not going to say that i am a saint i have got control over my emotions i do meditation so i am i am i can control every damn thing under the sun or i can control myself i cannot i go through the entire gamut of emotions okay okay so that's how it is okay last question to you what is the best compliment you have ever received Oh, I haven't received those many compliments. <laughs> you can come back to that if you think. Yeah, I think. Okay. Let me come back to that because right, I, have to, I have to be very. <laughs> what I say. <laughs>
All right, Nandini. So, are you ready for the yeah. round? Yeah. Can I get different questions? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, uh, if you could have a celeb endorse your brand, you know, Hungry Eyes, whom would you choose and why? And you never know, the celeb may be listening to this podcast. In fact, at one point, I I, I think uh, I really didn't want. I mean, yeah, I think I wanted somebody who spoke for the pet, not industry, but for dogs, right, and for rescues. Uh, but again, I'm not sure whether that will actually be a downside also because you don't always want to be too vocal about everything that's close to your heart when it comes to business but at one point I did one it w- doesn't have to be a celebrity per se yeah but, but you had a personality in mind yeah known in that city so who was that uh, for me that uh, because we were starting in Bengaluru it was Sanjana Madhava okay okay so you are also into books I, th- I, s- I suppose you also enjoy reading books I do Okay, so that's you know that, so like oh, are there any if uh, you were to choose let's say three books to recommend based on all your reading what would those three books be? So there was this one book on feminism which was written by this lady called Nivedita. I can't remember the last name. Hmm. Uh, it was about uh, feminism and how what feminism actually is all about. Uh, do you remember the name of the book? Seeing Like a Feminist. Seeing Like a Feminist yeah. by Nivedita. Nivedita Menon. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Then I liked Asura okay. by Anand Neelakantan. It was it's it's a story about Ravan. Mm, right? mm. Ravanan. Not Ravan, but Ravanan. Yeah, who uh, the, the the story of the underdog kind of a scene, which I really enjoy. Because you see a different perspective of somebody else's story. It's not mm. just the hero, right? It is also the Antagonist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, antagonist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, are there any documentaries or movies that you have enjoyed? Are you into movies? Do you enjoy movies? I'm into movies. Okay. So, is any 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 movie that you know you loved immensely? And yeah, I enjoyed uh, Kumbalangi Nights, Premam, uh, Great Indian Kitchen, uh, Gold. Gold <laughs> was a fun movie. Okay. Um, which was the other one, uh, the one that we saw recently, Jaya 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 Jaya. Okay. Jaya, Jaya. <laughs> now I understand why he serves you coffee and he <laughs> brings all. <laughs> okay. he, he's just supporting the person he's living with, that's all. <laughs> There's a lot which gone into this whole preparation process. <laughs> I've been molded. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't look at it, so it doesn't affect me. <laughs> Your choice of movies conveyed that, so that's cool. Uh, uh, so, what kind of music do you enjoy listening to? Are, are you, do you like music? I do. Okay, do I you have? I enjoy music. Okay. I used to be very stuck up about my choice of music uh, earlier. Okay. Uh, like I would only ret- listen to retro and stuff like that. Okay. But now so, what I, changed? Uh, Showbiz. <laughs> Showbiz definitely changed. Uh, Unni, who's my brother-in-law, one of uh, one of my brothers-in-law rather. Uh, is also into music. I think he also opened up uh, quite a bit when it came to uh, my mind when it came to music. But Shubhik also had a huge influence in my choice of music. 
I think earlier when I used to listen to, and also obviously me in terms of keeping my mind open. Okay. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, yeah, yeah, me, me. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, I think earlier listening to, what do you call those things? Electronica. Yeah. Or, or, progressive, yeah house. progressive House and all those things just to psych me out. Now it's like, <laughs> chill. It's good music. Uh, as long as you get the right beat, it goes along with you i can listen to it so uh, the, the perception of the music is it a factor of the state you are in yeah like yes okay so do you do you induce certain state before the music <laughs> uh, no i know no, i really. go with the flow <laughs> you go with <laughs> interesting Anything that gets me rolling okay <laughs> right back to me okay yeah. uh, what's a fun fact about you that very few people know I think any fun side of me, everybody knows who are close to me. So I don't think there's anything hidden. I'm a open book. Okay. Yeah. All right. So is there a fun fact about him that you wanted to pitch in that in time? In fact, my answer to that was, uh, I think people need to know the fun side of him. Hmm. Every, uh, whoever knows me, I, I'm not known to a lot of people, <laughs> obviously, but whoever knows me knows I'm a fun person is what I like to assume. <laughs> but yeah. Fun side of Shobik actually is the fact that he can talk. Hmm. He can talk a lot of uh, deep conversations which you would have just heard, right? It's just that he doesn't really do that with any and everybody kind of a scene. So yeah, it, it's again not fun. So it's a fun when you get the right kind of person to yeah. talk with. That's but he's mm. fun to travel with because he takes a takes all the planning into consideration and I just need to chill. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so he's a strategy guy there? <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a planner there. Planner he's, the, then. he's the one who like, you know, this, 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 this. And I'll be the one, I mean, this is what we'll uh, kind of, I, I, I think that also he's changed quite a bit after uh, we started traveling. Right next to me. <laughs> after we started traveling together, a lot of that was also changed. But yeah. Okay, uh, what what life lesson have you had to learn the hard way? You, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think uh, every, every phase of your life you're learning something. So yeah, there are. No, but the, was was it something which was it happened again and again and again and then finally you got it. Okay, now you know what? Never again. Yeah, I think uh, valuing yourself. Mm-hmm. You mentioned about this earlier yeah. also. Okay, okay. Mm. Putting yourself first uh, is something that you. Yeah. Okay. In whatever relationship. Okay. It, it doesn't have to be professional alone. It, it doesn't have to be personal alone. In whatever relationship, I think somewhere you've got to have that self-respect. Okay, great point. Okay, uh, what's the phone app you use the most? I don't like apps. I've just started using social media as of last year, just before we uh, started Hungry Eyes. In fact, I normally I'm not a very uh, social media person or a digital, digital person. Huh. But off late, I've, uh, I'm kicked that I know how to use Google Pay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's the level of uh, technology <laughs> I, that that's there in me. Okay. So I don't really use apps. Okay. Okay. I mean, I do use WhatsApp. Yeah. So that is the most you the most frequently used <laughs> app on your phone. Yeah. Otherwise, all the other apps I use on Shobik's phone. Because <laughs> again, I, uh, yeah, see, certain things you use for, like what, Swiggy, Amazon. <laughs> Swiggy, yeah. Okay. Uh, what would, uh, what job uh, would you be terrible at? It's 
all in the attitude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you see yourself as uh, being good at everything. That's pretty interesting. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> no, you're making me sound like the arrogant. <laughs> uh, uh, what job would I be terrible at? Uh, I think even, if, for example, even in the NGO segment, right? Uh, I felt... I know I can't do this whole uh, social development. That there is a what? What do you call that? Uh, the development seg- segment is there. Okay. Right. I can do fundraising, but mm. I can't get into the actual project of it because that's not in me to do. I mm. I am not into this whole. Uh, I'll raise fund for the cause, but can I take? forward that particular cause on my own and on the field no no oh, okay okay what qualities do you admire the most in your parents i think in my mother the fact that uh, despite having grown up in a generation which was pretty regressive uh, and patriarchal she still managed to raise four independent thinking women so definitely that quality is uh, commendable mm. in my father i think the fact that he goes above and beyond for people who he care right and uh, it's amazing to see the amount of love he has though he doesn't always show it mm. uh, i i wish some part of it or something he could have changed a little earlier but uh, yeah I, i wish he could start expressing it a little further but he does have a lot of love in him Interesting. Okay. Uh, what was your greatest waste of time? Nothing really. Oh, you both are insane. Yeah, yeah, okay. Same. Because like ex-boyfriend or some relationship or something. Even the ex-boyfriend part, <laughs> I didn't really waste much time. <laughs> like, you know, ma'am, ma'am, thank you, ma'am. It happened to happen. Move on in life. Just kidding, just kidding, just yeah. kidding. I'm just trying to put some thoughts, so you know, really uh, make you yeah, think. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, what is the best compliment you have received? I think when Shobik uh, kind of relies on me to take certain decisions for the two of us. uh the fact that there is an interdependency between the two of us uh, interdependency uh not in dependency per se but there are certain skills that we go to each other for and uh he may not say it as much but that definitely i i can feel it when it happens right uh so yeah i think that's the biggest compliment the trust nice nice okay so that that faith he's got in you and yeah. the trust okay Wow, you guys did fantastic in this round, <laughs> and uh, I think yeah, uh, with that uh, we wanna we can conclude it. But is is there anything that you wanna share with the audience? Is there anything that you want to? Uh, how did you feel this conversation was? Anything that any parting thoughts? I, how did okay yeah. One thing I forgot to mention earlier when you were so graceful enough to say I have known Nandini for this 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 long. <laughs> uh, one thing about uh, Manoj's. he's always been an easy person to have a conversation with you've always been rather a <laughs> easy person to have a conversation with you've never even if i was meeting you as a business partner there was always an equal footing uh, it was never talking down kind of an attitude at all and always very respectful and obviously that's the, that's the reason why i think for me uh, the first thing when you spoke to me about it i was like absolutely why not 
and because because there is a trust factor right there is a trust factor that it's not going to go any other way it's not going to go south for sure yeah so i i think that ease of this relationship is the reason why we are also so comfortable now how did this conversation <laughs> go we'll figure out later <laughs> thank you thank you nandini that was really sweet of you yeah, yeah. you want to say something uh, shobik uh, uh, i'm meeting you for the first time and you made me feel comfortable it was much easier to open up and talk about things uh, generally i'm quite guarded right i don't like to open up so much and say things even though i know it is a pot it is going to be an episode in a podcast i will i would still have been <laughs> guarded but yeah you made you know it was more of a conversation than you know you questioning us and we are trying to give you an answer so it was fun uh, thank you so much for being so graceful thank you and you know uh, asking such relevant and pertinent questions and making us feel comfortable or making me feel comfortable nandini has spoken for herself <laughs> no no it was it was a delight to have you both uh, any any uh, final ask with the audience where can people find more about you where can uh, any social handles that you want to share uh, our website is uh, www.hungryeyes.in in as in india uh, our instagram and facebook handle is at hungryeyes.k9s all right uh, so we we will make sure that you know all the links are available in the show notes i have show notes where we will you know make it available uh, so overall i think that this is this has been a blast uh, to have you both uh, you know on the show uh, just for the listeners i am actually surrounded with two other <laughs> people in the room <laughs> one is a beauty uh, this is the name that you must have heard in the conversation today and there is bella so i i was actually in a state of <laughs> total stillness the sto yeah. the stoic approach i was doing <laughs> because i wasn't sure you know well whether i'm welcome in the house but i think it it was a delight this was a very unique setting and i really appreciate your candidness with the conversation and i really really hope people get to know more about your work and people who really love pets the way you guys do let them really reach out and really benefit from the offerings that you guys have yeah thank you Thank you for having us on Rare Earth. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. You guys have been wonderful. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to check my website www.rareerth.com for show notes on the episode. If you want to stay up to date on all things Rare Earth, be sure to sign up for my weekly newsletter. Just head to my website, key in your email address and you'll start receiving exclusive contents, updates and much much more on a weekly basis. Thank you again for listening and until next time, stay curious and keep discovering the rare and the remarkable on the Rare Earth podcast.